0: 28th episode of the Marketing is Bullshit podcast, your go to podcast for cutting through all the noise out there about what you should be doing to market your small to medium sized business. I'm your host, Melissa Fisk, owner of Local 44 North, a marketing, coaching, and consulting group dedicated to helping women business owners attract more local clients with less effort so they can have it all a successful business and plenty of time to do what they love, whatever that may be. Today, we're going to be talking about buyer personas, um, why they are so important, and how to create them. Um, It should be a fairly quick episode. This isn't like rocket science. There's not a lot that goes into this, but it's super important, and I cannot tell you how many people think of them as trivial or silly um, and just kind of dismiss them and don't create them at all or... um, just like rush through them and then have them be, I'll give you some examples of how people quote unquote screw these up. So so we'll get into that. Um, As always, I'm joined by Mary Ruth, who works with me at Local 44 North, and she's going to make sure that I clearly explain what buyer personas are and how you go about creating a basic buyer persona.
1: Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 28th episode. Um, Yeah, as you were doing that intro, I was like, I feel like a lot of people just kind of like write these off and like don't really like put too much effort into it, but I feel like it's like really important to give it the time that it needs. Um, So I'm excited about this episode uh, myself, but why don't we start by you talking about what exactly buyer personas are? Yeah, so
0: buyer personas are kind of like, well, they are, they're not kind of, um, they're like, they're fictional characters of more or less of your target audience, but based off of actual like customer data and um, user user research, if that makes sense. I feel like that's the best way to describe them, right?
1: Yes, I would think so.
0: Okay. And I feel like if like we, um, what we usually create for clients is like, Uh, For each buyer persona that we create, it's like a one sheet that has a photo of someone on it and um, all of the different info that you need it. But it's just a quick little one sheet. Um, Other people create like stories and there's a bunch of different ways people create them. But it's basically a way to visualize and conceptualize who exactly your target audience is and who you are selling your products or services to.
1: That makes complete sense. Really good explanation there. So I know the next question that our listeners have um, is why do you need them?
0: Yes. So why you need them is actually super important. And this is the reason like why you need them is because I feel like whenever we start doing a buyer persona exercise with any of our clients, the first thing that folks start doing when they, when they're building out these buyer personas of who their ideal clients are, um, you know, and we said it's based off of customer data, which is true. Customer data and research um, to create these, but what people end up doing is they build out these buyer personas for who their current customers are, um, and sometimes those customers aren't their ideal customers. So what you really want to be thinking about is who your ideal customers are. So like, I had kind of this epiphany a while back with my own marketing and my own business really in general in which as a marketing consultant I was like I'll work with anyone I don't care you know (laughs) like I'm down to do anything and I still end up working with a really wide variety of clients but who my ideal client is who my ideal customer is is a woman business owner a woman small to medium-sized business owner Um, and so that's why we make that really focused in our messaging on our website in any of the kind of extracurricular marketing, not extracurricular, but like any of the marketing activities we do, for example, with our marketing like workshops that we host, we're always targeting that core buyer persona because that's who we ideally want to work with. Um, you know, and when we built out that persona, it was based off of, you know, research and experience of working with some of these women business owners. So knowing so we had worked with some of them, before. So we're basing it off of kind of the experiences and the challenges that those business owners had had. Uh, but then we built out these personas and that's where we focus all of our marketing efforts. Um, and I think that's a key part of it too, right? Where it's like you create these buyer personas and any, then when you go to create kind of a marketing strategy, any tactic you are going to put into that strategy that you want to execute on should be aimed at You know, one or all of those buyer personas. And that can also help you kind of prioritize what marketing tactics you focus on, right? Like, you don't want to be, if you have a marketing tactic, like, say, being on Facebook is like, oh, well, being on Facebook gets like this tertiary group of like older women that we don't really care about like focusing on, but we'll get them as customers, um, for example. And so that would be, you know, like, why are you going to take the effort and the time to create a Facebook strategy and and market there if that's not who your ideal customer is and you
1: have a limited amount of time, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I'm glad you included that like Facebook example because I feel like that really like sums sums that up really well. Um, Okay. So that is why you need them. My next question is who do you create them for? Okay, so we kind of just covered that a little yep.
0: bit there, where it's like who we create them for with, would be, you know, who your ideal customer is, um, and you know, like based off of what how you want, and that you kind of have to get to that too from another step, which um, I definitely want to include and mention right now, which is mm-hmm. you know writing out your business goals and objectives. That's super important because I think you have to start from your business goals and objectives for one year, three year, five years from now. Once you understand that, like, okay, this is where we're going, where I want my business to go. Now, who do I need to get as customers to help take my business there? Right. And then you create, create the ideal personas for those folks. Um, And the other thing to keep in mind when creating these and who you create them for is that you don't, like, a lot of times I think people default to creating them for, or based off of, like, the different products or services they offer, Mm -hmm. Um, or even they'll try and, like, break it down by, like, a very specific demographic, like, oh, this is, you know, women in Charleston and women in, you know, Portland, Maine, or whatever. But really, those women might share a lot of the same core attributes that would go into the buyer persona so that that can still be grouped as like one buyer persona. Um, so you want to think about kind of like who how you're like different differentiating folks. Um, like for an example, a good a good example is we recently worked with a. Um, photographer and they were talking about when they were a bridal photographer or wedding photographer like the different types of brides they would go after like theirs or work with you know there's always like the budget bride who's like just searching for someone within their budget that does you know like decent photos and then there's the bride who's like no I want like a very specific photo I don't care how much it costs um and that and has like a wedding planner and things like that so those are two like totally different Brides that that photographer would end up working with. Um, They have different motivations, they have different challenges, they have different things that they're trying to accomplish, they have different people that they're working with. So they're really, really different in how they're approaching buying a photography service. Um, And so that warrants separating out different personas. If you have a lot of different products or services that the same type of person would buy, that can be grouped into one buyer persona does that make sense Mary Ruth am I explaining that yeah
1: well? okay. Yep. that definitely does make sense um so that kind of leads me into my next question it sounds like you know like one solution doesn't fit all like how many people should create like right off the bat do you have an answer for that one
0: so I honestly su- suggest like two to three okay. because again like when you're building out your marketing strategy you're gonna want to build out you're gonna have a list of all these tactics that you do Um, and if you have to do a whole bunch of different tactics for each, like some of them will overlap, but remember that's going to be like different messaging for each buyer persona. So if you have like 50 buyer personas, that means like when you create social content, it could be one of like 50 different, um, messages. It's obviously a little dramatic. I don't think anyone would do that, but, um, you know, like I see people all the time, like, will be like, oh, well we have like, uh, you know entry level person, mid-level person, senior level person at um, you know, who would purchase this service. And then we have this service where it would be like an entry level person, a mid-level person, and a senior person or whatever. And so that that right there is just six different buyer personas. And that's too many, right? Whereas right. when you think about it, it's like can't you just, you know, you can still sell all of your services to those, you could combine those groups, you know, and have like the entry level, mid level, and senior level people, because you're still going to talk to each one of those folks in the same way. But what you're going and like what you're going to be selling them, ultimately, that can come later, you know, but the way you first initially hook those folks, um, the messaging is going to resonate for each of those groups. um, Similarly.
1: Okay, great. Um, So why don't you get into what our listeners should actually include on these fire personas. And as a reminder for our listeners, I don't know if you'll know this, but we actually do have a template on our website for y'all to go ahead and look at when you get a chance. It is a great resource. So if you go ahead and get into that, yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So we do have those templates on our site and they're just kind of like a standard template um, and it has all kinds of dimensions different like demographic questions on there and stuff like that, that you want to fill out. Um, The biggest thing is to kind of keep in mind the objective of these buyer personas. And that is so that um, it's really to help you like with know what marketing tactics to set up in your marketing strategy, you know, when you're building that, but then also once you're doing these tactics to remember exactly who it is that you're talking to. Um, So something that's good to What I really like to do is either just like start with a whiteboard or notes, um, or I've seen people do like Pinterest boards for this, where you can start putting down like anything and everything you can think of. Like, look at some of that customer data you have, like, is there an ideal customer that you can start picturing, um. And talking about and kind of creating a buyer persona from that person. If there isn't, are there certain like customer data points that you can pull from to help create uh, some of these buyer personas? Because that's probably going to be the best place to kind of jumpstart you into these buyer personas. Again, I cannot stress enough. (laughs) Don't just like paint the picture of, yeah, this is a customer we have. We really can't stand that person and they don't spend a lot of money with us. But this is a a customer we cater to all the time. if you don't like that person and don't want to sell to that person, you know, don't make a buyer persona for them. Don't put in effort to market to that person, right? Um, so it's important to keep that objective in mind when creating these templates. Um, but then if you download the template we have on our website, some of the information it's going to have you put on there is, first of all, you can name your buyer persona. And I don't know why, but I always use alliteration, which is... <laughs> kind of annoying (laughs) Uh, but like like the buyer persona template on our site I think is like marketing consultant Melissa where that actually works out because I am a marketing consultant and my name is Melissa Um, but you can do something like fun or quirky a good way to like name them like I I said in the beginning here is um, if you have an ideal customer in mind that like everyone in your store or everyone who works for you is like oh yes we love her she's the best customer she comes in every other Friday spends a lot of money, talks with us, is nice, is polite, blah, 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 we love her, we want more of her, then you can even maybe give the buyer percent of that person's name, so that everyone like instantly kind of subconsciously knows exactly who it is that they're trying to talk to when they're creating marketing collateral. Um, so definitely give them a name, and then also a photo. I think, again, this helps with the visual aspect of it. Um, also apologies. It just started pouring rain off. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but anyway, uh, um, but yeah, having a photo helps. And like I said, like some people even start by just doing this all on Pinterest, which I think can be helpful because if you can, especially when you can like pin or put images of like comparable brands to yours that, you know, your ideal person that you're reaching out to like brands that they shop from or care about or products or, or products that they care about. Um or things like that. Um, So name, photo, and then you're gonna do some basic demographics, age, you can put a range in there. Um, Highest level of education. This one isn't always like vital, but I think, you know, and some of these, I feel like, especially once you get into the template, if you download that, you can kind of tell like who is, um, some of these questions are more like B2B focused versus B2C, so just keep that in mind. And you don't need to copy the template verbatim. You just need to put in the info that's going to be helpful for you. Um, So age is on there, highest level of education, social networks. This is super important. Like, what social networks are these folks on all the time? Obviously, that you know makes sense. Um, What What industry do these folks work in? What is their job like? You know, what job do they have? Um, Again, that's very specific to kind of like B two B. If you're selling B two C. It might not really matter what their job is or what industry they're in. Um, same with some of these next ones. Tools they need to do their job, job responsibilities. Um, tools they need to do their job can be things like the internet, Google Docs, their phone. <laughs> um, job responsibilities. You know, what are their day-to-day responsibilities? What are they doing day-to-day? Um, and you can see where, like, if you're B2B, like, where these things come become important. Like, oh, hey, this person you know, is do is using all of these tools and this is what they're responsible for. You can say, hey, we can help like streamline these tools or we can help streamline these processes for you by doing X, Y, and Z. Um, but if you're B2C, like other things you can like focus you can focus on other things. Like you could put one of those categories even as like other brands that they shop for or other things that they care about. Um, you know, things they need to go through their day-to-day life, things they need to support their family, um, what their things they need to kind of live their normal day-to-day life. Like, do they need a car to get to work or do they take the train or whatever? Um, really anything that's going to like help paint a picture of how, and obviously like be thinking about it, you know, intelligently where it's like, okay, what do they, you know like how are you fitting into this right what what information is going to help with your messaging or help with your selling um preferred method of communication i think is big for all of these folks whether you're selling b2b or b2c um how people gain new information like do they get it from talking with new people um talking with other professionals searching online going to linkedin you know browsing instagram and getting bombarded with ads <laughs> um, again you can see where that would be important for marketing um, uh, who do they report to again, it, this can be more job focused, but it can also be like, who else, like, do they have to, I don't know, check in with, you know, is it, you know, themselves, if, are they a single, you know, independent woman living in the city and they're always like constantly making sure that what they're doing is aligned with their core values and beliefs, or do they have a family and three kids and a husband that, you know, they have to make sure that they're in sync with them. Um, and helping support them, you know? So when we say like who they report to, it's like, who are they responsible for kind of connecting with or making sure that life is good? Um, again, you could do how their job is measured by, like, is it measured by revenue or client satisfaction or how many, you know, uh, business owners they can connect with or whatever it could be, you know? Um, I think that's important. Because it's also, I mean, you could also do their job is measured by or, you know, something that's more applicable for everyone is what a success look like to this person. Like success can mean so many things to so many people like success is having a lot of money success is having only like brand name, clothing and accessories from like the high the top notch designers success means getting to work just 10 hours a week and spending the rest of the time taking care of their family. Um, success means getting to the highest level possible in their career. It can mean so much to that person. Um, and you can do success is measured by, you know, themselves, success is measured by their boss. Like, how is that? How does that kind of all, what does that look like? Um, cause I think obviously a motivation for everyone is to be successful, but what success looks like is obviously going to be different for everyone. And so what motivates that person is going to be different for everyone. Um, right and that's like and that's something you could put in there too as kind of like a next bullet point is what are some of their um, motivations you know what does success look like and what are their motivations um and then the next few are super important and I think applicable to everyone which is like what are um this person's biggest challenges um And think about it in terms of like, what are their biggest challenges that your product solves, right? So thinking about, you know, what is it that, say, you sell, we always give this example, running shoes for people with, (laughs) with bad knees or something, say, that's what you sell. Um, You know, their biggest challenge is finding a sneaker that gives them the support that they need, you know, versus like their biggest challenge with their toddler is getting their toddler to eat more vegetables. You <laughs> know, like, so everyone has all kinds of challenges across the board um, whether it's like lifestyle, personal work, family, whatever it is. Um, but so keep those challenges kind of like focused on to, okay, in the realm of your product or service and how it solves those challenges. And um, goals or objectives, again, keep this in the realm of how your product or service can help them achieve some of their goals or objectives. Again, with the runner example, their objective is to be able to still run maybe five days a week, you know, six miles, five days a week or something. And that's their goal. That's their objective. Because then you can talk about is to be able to run that, to be able to run that without pain, to be able to, you know, travel with their sneakers. So they got to be light, you know, or whatever. So it's like all of their goals the, or goals and objectives relevant to like what it is that you're selling and how you're, again, how your product or service, um, solves those challenges and helps them reach those goals. So I think, you know, like starting with all of that, if you just went, if you listen to this episode and just put took down notes for that, I think that's a really good place to start um, and just really put anything and everything you can think of that kind of goes off on a tangent on all of those things and then regroup to create your template or one sheet and just pull out from all of your notes the vital information that's going to help you Um, if you haven't created your marketing strategy yet, create a marketing strategy with relevant tactics and, or if you already have your tactics, it'll help you really fine tune your messaging and ways in which you can really promote your product or service to
1: these folks. Awesome. And I'm glad you kind of said that I was kind of thinking the same thing. It's good to get like as specific as possible. And then you pull like those key points, um, that you feel like are the big takeaways. So I feel like, yeah, that's a really great way to kind of walk our listeners through that. Um, Do you want to recap real quick with some of the key points from this episode?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So basically, um, you know, let's start with objectives for why you want to do this. Why you want to do this is so that you and everyone else within your organization can know exactly who it is that you're trying to sell your products or services to. Um, Who do you create them for? You create them for your ideal like target customers and those ideal target customers should be the customers that help are going to help you reach your business objectives for one year three year five years from now um, try to create only let's keep it two to three say um, less is more but just try and think of how you can group folks that makes the most sense based off of what it is that you're selling um, in terms of what you include again Think of, go off on as many kind of like tangents as you can with the guidelines that we gave you or with a template that you can download from our website. Um, and then from there, pull all of the vital information and put together a kind of one sheet that then you can pass around to your company, print out, put in front of your computer or whatever, wherever it is that you're doing your marketing. Um, or implementing your marketing <laughs> Um, So again, it's, you know, nothing, this isn't like rocket science. It's not super complicated, but I think it is super, super important and something that so many business owners just so quickly skip over. And I think that's a mistake because I think you end up doing the wrong marketing tactics or you're talking to the wrong people by doing those marketing tactics. And it's very easy to see where all of a sudden that's a ton of time and effort and maybe money that gets misplaced, right? So this is a really important step. I highly, highly recommend that everyone sit down to do it. We have a template on our website under the resources section. Head on over to local44north.com. That's local 44 north.com. Visit the resources center to grab that template or head on over to the contact us page and feel free to reach out and shoot us any other questions you might have about buyer personas or how these can be helpful for you or how you even get started with them. All right. That wraps up our episode for today and
1: hopefully we will catch you all next week.